0: Let go, I ain't got chance to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. I ain't got chance to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. I ain't got chunk to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. Walking out, out, walking out, This is Sadiq, and you're listening to Not the to end the show Podcast. Pooh you not see y'all in the comments. Sports-related podcast where I'll discuss all. You the haven't been following. Topics, follow my podcast. NFL on NBA, IG. Who me wrong. underscore podcast every Tuesday morning. Sim now we're gonna kick off the show so with swambe. this. Talking about Suns and Six, <laughs> your pick wasn't suave. Man. Your pick was rough. Finally. I told y'all the Bucks was gonna win the the six. Have won the NBA This that comment you do know that the Bucks. I've won at game one. i told swept. y'all at the game two. Same I told y'all Gibson. at the game Three. same for all my the game four. four, and four and and game five. And y'all, y'all out me, here talking about the and Suns and Six. Since y'all made these comments, the Suns and Six, the finale. It was sunset. Bucks are. The mama, and the proud family. The <laughs> That's what it was. Giannis, the Kumpo, Chris. I Middletown. told y'all the Suns. Drew Holiday. This was proved me going. Lopez. I had an opportunity. P.J. Tucker with me. Shoot, understand D. Vincenzo. that I'm never Not wrong. Hard I'm, I'm just missing phones. The list go on and on. That's Let all that it is. Hey, and Coach. I told y'all the Bucks was going to win. Buttonhoser. And y'all, this was great for the NBA. Since that point, this was great for the market teams. This was great for organizations that have in October players because you need to go for this broke. Me wrong, I always bro. say this. Man, in the NBA, it's not like the NFL. You're either one of the teams that are vying for a championship or you're one of the horrible teams hoping to get that lottery pick to go get a LeBron James. To go get a Hakeem Olajuwon, a Tim Duncan to change the complexity of your franchise. But the Bucks said, we have our franchise, guy. We're going for broke. We're going to trade three first-round picks for Drew Holiday. And now it's a holiday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Milwaukee Bucks did that last night. They closed the deal. I told y'all they was going to win this sixth, and they sure did that. And I didn't care that the Phoenix Suns won the first two games. You know why? Because I watched D-Wade the Miami. He come back from 0-2. i seen LeBron James come back from 3-1. And now I've seen Giannis, the Greek freak Antetokounmpo, lead his team down 0-2. And let me show y'all what he did in these finals. Gave you 35 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Also gave you two steals and two blocks on top of all of that he was giving you 61 percent from the field and on top of that all gave you one of the most memorable blocks of all time Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the greatest players to ever play this game his resume speaks for itself it goes on and on and on and on most improved, DPOI, two regular season MVPs, all-star MVP. And now he adds on to his resume, NBA champion and finals MVP in Milwaukee. The last time they won was over 40 years ago, 49 to be exact. Giannis was a man amongst boys. Giannis refused to lose. And Giannis was not expected to be the best player in the game. He was a 15th overall pick. Nobody saw him play really in Athens, Greece. And now look at him. Got it out the mud. Got it out the freaking mud. We're gonna get to the Suns, but right now it's about the Bucks. Let's talk about Chris Middleton. One more thing about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Y'all do realize since 2000, there's only been five players that are two things, have a greater resume than him and are better than him. Those five players are, those five players are the late, great Kobe Bean Bryant, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Shaquille O'Neal. Those are the five since 2000 that have a better resume and are just flat out better basketball players. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, What about Kawhi? No, what about Dwayne Wade? No, what about Kevin Durant? No, I'm no Kevin Durant. Don't have two MVPs, Kevin Durant also doesn't have a DPOI, and Kevin Durant also did not win it as the on a team that was actually a team. No, he did it with a stack team. Giannis didn't have a Steph Curry, didn't have a Klay Thompson, didn't have a Draymond Green, didn't have all those guys. And Giannis said it uh, in his interview. He could have went to a super team, did his part in one, but he wanted to do it the hard way and he did it. Now, all those people that were saying, Sons and Six, y'all's in the comments, and later on the show, I'm gonna come at all of y'all, flat out. But today, and right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo is literally, I got the fir- I got the perfect comp. People trying to find out what Giannis is, he is Shaquille O'Neal in Orlando with handles. I specified Orlando because that was when the, you know, Slender Shaq he could bring the ball up from coast to coast. That Shaquille O'Neal with handles. That's what Giannis Antetokounmpo is. And his motor doesn't stop. He works hard to get every single point. Now, let's get into his teammate. His Robin, Chris Money Magic Middleton. Flat out this brother I don't want to hear no more about the disrespect on Chris Middleton. I don't want to hear it no more. All this man does is when it counts most, he delivers. In Miami, hitting the game winner, going against Brooklyn, in overtime, turnaround jumper when the game was teetering and no team could score. Against Atlanta, outscored the Atlanta Hawks in the fourth quarter, 20-17 to 17 in game four. And in the NBA Finals, game five, hitting tough jumper after tough jumper. Game four, hitting tough jumper after tough jumper giving you over 25, giving you over six rebounds, giving you over six assists. The man is a bona fide star in this game. Point blank, period. That's all I'm going to say. That man is a bona fide star, point blank, period. Giannis is the foundation. Giannis is the Batman and Chris Middleton is right along with him, shotgun as Robin, point blank. Pit. Now, let's get into what happened yesterday. Yesterday was a holiday because Drew Holiday is what tipped the Bucks' favor in getting an NBA championship. I believe two years ago when the Toronto Raptors beat the Milwaukee Bucks. It wasn't because of Giannis. It wasn't because of Chris Middleton. It was because of Eric Bledsoe. Shoo! He was playing like Drew Bledsoe. That man was horrible. He had 11 points. 11 points in the conference finals. He's the reason why, in my opinion, that Giannis doesn't have two wings right now. And what I will also say, Drew Holiday had the best plus minus of anybody on the court in these nba finals y'all do know that right drew holiday had the best plus minus so the team when when the bucks were on the court with drew holiday that was the most optimal team because he had the best plus minus He affected the game, not just offensively, because you saw what he did in game five. If it wasn't for Drew Holiday in game five, there's probably a game seven. So Drew Holiday changed the fortunes of the Milwaukee Bucks. He was the last ingredient in, or I should say the second to last. And I will talk about the last ingredient a little bit later. Let's talk about Bobby and Portis, that brother was a beast last night. That brother was doing his thing. Six men shooting jumpers, floaters, threes. Bobby and Portis game one and game two was playing like Bobby Proud, and now after game game two, Bobby and Portis was playing like Baba Boucher. That brother was a beast, and they needed everything. Cause you Holiday. Was far too concerned with guarding Booker or Chris Paul. And Bobby Portis was able to score his 16, combined with Giannis's 50, get your 66, and then also Chris Middleton giving you his 17. Bobby Portis had o- a lot of opportunities to make a lot more money elsewhere. And now he's going to make a lot more money staying in Milwaukee. Now let's talk about, to me, The final ingredient. So you had the stabilizers in Giannis. You had the stabilizer in Chris Middleton because they've been there. You had Brooke Lopez there who also played well in this series. You also had Bobby Porters. But the last one came in the middle of the season and that was P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, the sneaker king, y'all, is an NBA champion. That man does all the dirty work. He does. He does not need to score a point, and yet he impacts the game in so many ways. Sitting screens, standing there, being that three and D guy, using all his energy to guard whoever he needs to guard. Whether it was Jimmy Butler in the first round, whether it was KD in the second round, or guarding guys like John Collins or Herder in the third round. And then in the NBA Finals, where it mattered the most, he was guarding Booker, and he had himself a long night. We'll talk about that later. PJ Tucker—they added him mid-season, and he was the final piece that they needed. And those guys—I could go on and on and on about the other guys like Forbes, who did well early on in the playoffs. You can talk about Pat Connaughton, rebounding machine. But let's just call it what it is, people. The Milwaukee Bucks were just better than the Phoenix Suns, and they showed it. it. And for franchises, when you got a franchise player, you go for broke. That's what Cleveland didn't do when they could have had Stoudemire the first go go-around with LeBron. That's what organizations like the Boston Celtics did by getting KG and Ray Allen. What the Miami Heat did, getting Shaq. What the Los Angeles Lakers did getting pal gasol you change the fortunes of your franchise by being aggressive when you have a franchise player on your team and you see now what happens when organizations are aggressive and making sure that their franchise player gets surrounded with as many pieces as possible to hear what they be talking about best to put me wrong. Or else you gonna be walking out i ain't got time to hit what they be talking about best to prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out now let's talk about the phoenix Suns. they had a tremendous season they had expectations that we didn't think they would reach or we would get to and they hit them in the first year you typically don't do that new coach Bringing Chris Paul, you don't typically get to the NBA Finals, shoot, even the Western Conference Finals in your first year. And I felt as though that the, the Phoenix Suns, they should be proud of what they did in this season. Given all the circumstances, they went out there and they played, they played very, very well. They beat the Lakers, then they swept the Nuggets. And then they beat the Clippers. And then they went to the NBA finals up 2-0. And, you, and there were some people that thought, this is it. Chris Paul is going to win his win. And we'll talk about Chris Paul just a little, just right around the corner. But I just want to get this in, that they had a tremendous season. Monty Williams, it is now criminal that the fact that it took him this long to get a net, another head coaching job. He was phenomenal. He says all the right things. Everything you want is on the other side of heart. You know, he says a lot of great speeches, motivating, always a calm, cool, and collective voice in that locker room. The Phoenix Suns have a bright future. They got their star Wars And Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. they're going to be playing together for a long time. You got Mikel Bridges, three and D guy, but he's more than that, honestly. He got that nice little drive-in, stop, hit the mid-range. You got veterans like Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. Can't forget about the guy that I think will start emerging more later on, which is Cameron Johnson, who's flat out the best shooter on that team. Cameron Payne bong the pain in these playoffs. So I am not here to try to bash what the Phoenix Suns did because they did a lot. But let's start with the first one. To me, in my opinion, the reason why the Phoenix Suns lost this series was because they never went through adversity. Every team in basketball, as opposed... It's not like football where it's one game and you go home. It's not the NCAA tournament, one game, you go home. This is a seven-game series. So more times than not, the team that ultimately wins the championship has felt sadness, has gone through something in order to capture it. And people want to say, well, they have made the playoffs in so long. But in terms of making the playoffs and losing in the playoffs before you reach your ultimate goal, which is a championship, most teams... Have gone through a disappointing loss. The Milwaukee Bucks—they lost to the Miami Heat. They got swept by the Miami Heat last year, and the year before that, they lost four straight to the to the to the eventual champions in the in the Raptors. You look at the Golden State Warriors. Before before getting to before getting uh, before winning their championship, they lost to the Clippers in seven. You look at the um, Kevin Durant before he went in his championship was up 3-1 against Golden State and lost to them. You look at LeBron losing to Dallas, losing to the San Antonio Spurs before he captures the championship. So every champion, Shaquille O'Neal, getting swept by the Houston Rockets. It's rarely that a team just comes in or even a, a franchise player comes in and they just win. Not everybody is a Magic Johnson. Shoot, not everybody's even a Dwayne Wade where you get to win um, a finals in your third year. That doesn't. That doesn't really. Ha- that rarely happens. And for Milwaukee Bucks, they've been battle tested. They were down two zero to the. They were down zero two to the uh, to the Brooklyn Nets and one. The Phoenix Suns haven't really been tested. The only time they really been tested, honestly, was down 2-1 to the Lakers. But it was 2-1, and they still had the opportunity to go back home for game five. So were they really battle-tested? Were they actually in adversity? Last night was the first time they were ever in a win-or-go-home situation. So I didn't expect them to win this series because they don't have the mental... They don't have the mental backbone of losing and being disappointed and being just flat-out depressed of what just happened to them. The Milwaukee Bucks have had that. Chris Middleton, Giannis, Coach Boone, they've went through that. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, let's just call it what it is. Chris Paul needed CPR or needed... To go to CVS because that man was not himself. He talked about the wrist injury having an MRI in the Western Conference Finals. The first, the first game, he was picking and choosing who's who's gonna guard him. Was it gonna be Bobby Porters or Brook Lopez? And he got in his bag in that first game. And then after that, it went downhill. Now, yesterday he played well, he was in his mid-range, but it was too little, too late because that putrid. Game four, where he got you 10 points, was just flat out horrible. Was just horrible. And for Chris Paul, I'm really sad. Like I said before, a couple of weeks ago, this was the first finals that I did not care who won. But so it's sad for me to see Chris Paul get so close and then not get there. Now, I think Chris Paul... I'm going to just say this right now. You better opt out and you better you better opt out and do a sign-in trade with the Lakers. Get yourself to Los Angeles where you should have been years ago with the late, great, great Colbert Bryant. Do a sign-in trade with Dennis Shooter and get yourself to, to, to the Lakers because you ain't going back to the NBA Finals with this team. I'm just letting you know, Devin Knox is going to be better. The Clippers are going to be better and the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be better. Now, with that being said, Devin Booker, he played phenomenal in these finals. But when they needed him the most, last night, he didn't have it. He more Devin Booker played great at times, looking like Kobe. But then other times, Devin Booker was playing like Booker T. He just was bad. He was just bad. And the mid-rangers, they're good. And his. Defense is okay, but he his IQ when it comes to fouling in the situations, it just doesn't make sense. He's the only player that I've seen to have seven fouls, but only call five of them. And I mean blatant. Game four against the Bucks. He should have been fouled out, flat out. And in game in game five, he was just making some questionable fouls. He'll learn from it. He has a calm demeanor and He's going to be on the plane today with the champions, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday going to Tokyo to get the gold. So this, all of this will be in your mind, and hopefully you'll be able to capture an NBA championship in the near future, but it ain't going to be next season. DeAndre Ayton, he was playing petrified last night. He was bobbling ball left and right. He wanted no parts of the moment. Same thing with game five. Now in game one and game two, it was all sweet. It was all good. And in game four, he played well also. But when they needed him to play big, he just played like a forward or played like a guard. Just wanted to handle the ball on the perimeter and wasn't hunting shots. Wasn't punishing them for going small or having Giannis on him. So there's that as well, and Mikael Bridges looked like a broken bridge. Cause after game two, he was he was horrid. I couldn't find him. There was an APB out for him. Jay Crowder, clam chowder, onion or garlic powder. That man was so inconsistent. Flat out, just inconsistent. Cameron Johnson, yeah, you can shoot the ball, but you can't play defense like that. So the Phoenix Suns have a lot of work to do. I felt like the series was for the taking in in game four. You go up 3-1, you pretty much have have assured yourself an opportunity, two opportunities to win the NBA championship in game five and game seven. And what do you guys do? You guys turn the ball over left and right. Like it's hackersack. Like stop it. So... The Phoenix Suns never went through adversity, and when adversity hit or when it was teetering, they were turning the ball over. When it was crunch time, in the fourth quarter of a lot of these close games, the Bucks were able to execute, and the Phoenix Suns have blunders. The You had the Valley Oop against the Clippers, and then you had Giannis Oop in game five. And what does Chris Paul do? Fouls him which assures the Phoenix Suns they were going to lose that game because what happens? Giannis misses it, and then even with Giannis misses it, everyone knows he's going to miss it. What is, what is Giannis able to do? Tip it back to Chris Middleton and, the, and closes the deal. So instead of a three-point game with about 10 seconds to go, the Phoenix Suns now have the ball with, uh, with about, 10 se- about eight seconds, and they're down four. So the Phoenix Suns, you had a great season. You know, you exceeded expectations. unbecouth of anyone, shoot. Period. And you're gonna learn from it, and hopefully, you get back to the finals. But do I think that's gonna happen anytime soon? No. Phoenix Suns, Mohegan Sun, Capri Sun. The Bucks were eating Sunday's sunny side eggs, and also drinking some Sunny D and Sun Kiss. This series is over. In six. Now to end the show, you know, I see y'all in the comments. If you haven't been following, follow my podcast on IG. Prove me wrong, underscore podcast. Sam, so suave. Talking about sons in six. Your pick wasn't suave. Your pick was rough. I told y'all the Bucks was going to win in six. Since that comment, you do know that the Bucks have won every game. You do know that the Suns have gotten swept. Same for Larry Gibson. Same for Oman Sadler, IG handles. Y'all out here talking about the Suns in six. Since y'all made these comments, the Suns haven't won. It was sunset like La Cienega mama and the proud family. That's what it was. I told y'all the Suns were gonna win. This was prove me wrong. Y'all had an opportunity to go with me. Understand that I'm never wrong. I'm just misinformed. That's all it is. And I told y'all the Bucks was going to win. And y'all said, nah, the Suns was going to win. And since that point, they haven't won a game. They won't win another game until the NBA season starts in October. This has proved me wrong, y'all. And I'm out. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.